You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Look, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are out there, and there are a lot of names of quarterbacks that are out there. And the names themselves might be more tantalizing to Bears fans than the actual guy that's underneath the jersey. If you look at the list of people that are going to be free agents or are free agents once the league year starts, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, and then there's other stuff out there too that... Andy Dalton could be traded. There's some stuff about Matthew Stafford out there. All of these things offer an opportunity for the Bears to upgrade if they wanted to upgrade. But that upgrade would come with significant cost. The upgrade would cost both as far as the cap goes and the amount of dollars that you're going to pay out. Like the cap hit versus the cash that you're going to pay out. To, to these quarterbacks. It's fun to speculate about some of the names. When you see that Tom Brady might be available and you think, well, yeah, the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, that guy could be a Bear. And then you try to figure out, does your situation with the Bears warrant having a player like Tom Brady covet your team for anything other than leverage? Does Tom Brady want to be a bear? Like, these are all questions that you have to start and ask yourself and be honest about when looking at the bear situation. The other thing is, it would be better for the bears financially if Mitch was good. I know that doesn't feel great to hear. It doesn't feel great for me to say. But if the Bears want to not have to do a lot, because look, the, the the cap is fungible. You can mess around with it. You can cut guys. You can extend guys. And you can give yourself some cap room. But eventually, you're going to pay for that. There's a, an old adage by an NFL executive that the NFL salary cap is like a credit card. And you have to think about it like a credit card. You might not have to pay today. But you're going to pay at some point. You're going to pay with interest. We start talking about dead money and everything else. So anyway, it would be the best option for the Bears would be if Mitch is good. But there's still a lot of evidence that he's at his best an average quarterback. So are you willing to roll dice with the next season of a window where your defense is not getting any younger? And hoping that they can regain some of the takeaway skills that we saw from them in 2018. That's what I wanted to spend some time talking about. Uh, The name that I think is most interesting, that makes the most sense for the Bears, and I got to give my guy Alex Brown a lot of credit for this because he's been on this since December. He thinks that a guy like Case Keenum makes the most sense for the Bears. The reason being, if... Keenum is good enough to play in this system and push Mitch, but he's not going to cost you a ton of money. 
The other thing that I come back with is if your quarterback, if the Bears are worried about what happens to Mitch, if they bring in someone who is competition for Mitch, then don't they have their answer on whether or not he's a franchise quarterback? Because it would seem to me that you do at that point. If the quarterback is so fragile, and I'm not saying that Mitch is, I'm saying if they believe that he's so fragile, then what's the point? They have to upgrade the the quarterback room. It can't be them walking into the season again with Chase Daniel and Tyler Bray. If you're talking to me about Case Keenum or even Matt Moore, I'm all right with it because at least those guys offer an alternative. And there was never a point over the last two seasons where you felt like there was a legitimate alternative to Mitchell Trubisky if he doesn't get it. I still don't know what happened in that Los Angeles game if we are talking about a guy who had a hit pointer or a guy that got benched and they covered it up by saying he had a hit pointer. I've talked with guys who had hit pointers and they ended up on IR, not running around the next week playing football. Anyway, I brought in a couple of guys that know the league very well to get their opinion on all of this. Connor Orr covers the NFL, the XFL, the old AAF. He covers football for Sports Illustrated and the MMQB. And I asked him about the quarterbacks that are out there, especially since it became official that Phillip Rivers is available now. I don't think he's ready to walk away. Um, I think that he's moving his family back to Florida, and uh, there are a handful of teams in that state that need quarterbacks that I think that you could look at first. I mean, the Buccaneers, to me, are a pretty obvious connection. Um, Bruce Arians is a respected offensive mind. They have a great wide receiver. They have an offensive line um, and a defense that could probably be formidable next year. And Bruce Arians hates rookie quarterbacks. He's said this much in his book. Um, he prefers taking veterans and tailoring his offense to them at the end of their career. And so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a connection. Um, you know, the Colts and Frank Reich could be another um, good place for Phillip Rivers. But I would start in Florida where he's already uh, kind of set up his home base for post football. Well, we're trying to figure out what happens with the, the Bears quarterback situation. And granted, they have a quarterback under contract in Mitchell Trubisky. Does it, from your view, does it make sense for them to look to try an upgrade? And are there any possible upgrades that are even available this offseason that, that would be better than Mitch? Yeah, I think this is the best offseason for upgrades that you're ever going to have, uh, or at least the best offseason for quarterback upgrade potential in the last 20 years, assuming that some of these guys are healthy and they're going to be on the market. You know, if Cam Newton's available, I think it's ludicrous not to bring him in for a visit. And that's not just the Bears, that's any team. Um, Tom Brady, you would obviously want in for a visit. Phillip Rivers, um, if the Jaguars are looking to dump Nick Foles, Matt Nagy has a connection with the Andy Reid Doug Peterson tree, I would look over there and I would bring him in. And, you know, regardless, I think that um, Matt Nagy is going to have a hard, hard time not selling at least a legitimate uh, spring competition uh, with Mitch Trubisky. I think uh, Mitch Trubisky played hurt. Uh, there were some good moments, um, but uh, the league moves too fast now. I think a lot of people are going to put their own jobs on the line if they continue to just insist that he's the unquestioned starting quarterback. What do people around the league tell you about him? 
You know, I, I trust because you could ask anybody, right? You could ask anybody that is motivated to say good or bad things about Mitch Trubisky. And I kind of trust what, um, you know, our smart football people here at SI have always said and kind of what I see on film, which is that it's a person who is capable of making some throws that I don't see many other quarterbacks making, but it's not at a consistent enough level where I would feel great about the long-term prospects. And, you know, we've seen quarterbacks click in year three and, and, you know, maybe there is a developmental arc that uh, Mitchell Trubisky just takes a little bit longer to, to get going. But at the same time, um, you know, we, we see what coaches have been able to do around the league with other quarterbacks of similar talent level. And if he's not getting it done, I think you got to swap and move on. So Connor makes a, a pretty compelling case for what the Bears could and should do and gave you a breakdown of what that quarterback market looks like, and particularly with Phillip Rivers. But of course, the biggest questions are, Mitch and what Mitch is capable of and if any of these guys that are realistically going to be available would be a significant upgrade over Trubisky at the quarterback spot enter Anthony Heron Anthony is one of my favorite guests that we have on the score and he's so great at breaking stuff down we got into a conversation about the quarterbacks that are available what makes sense and what Mitch is he has a, a little bit more of a pessimistic view of free agency being the thing that's going to cure the Bears. So take a listen to what he said about where he thinks the Bears are franchise-wise and what happens next. I've been out on Phillip Rivers for a couple of seasons now in, in what I think he, he legitimately brings to a championship puzzle. Um so I don't. I, I think if you bring in a quarterback, if you bring in a, a veteran, they, they will bring in a veteran. But if you bring in a Philip Rivers, you're bringing him in to start over Mitch. And if they think he's that guy, then it's worthy of a phone call. I don't think Philip Rivers is still that guy at, at this point in his career. So he wouldn't be someone who I would make that phone call to. I think there, there's obviously so many things mentally that he still does better than Mitch. I just I, I don't think the the arm is there. I don't think the the legs are there anymore. And I think the the decision-making that it was okay for that to fail at times and he was still physically more his old self, I think it costs his team a lot over the last two seasons, especially this year. So Phillip Rivers, to me, isn't the guy you go with if you go that direction. Is there anyone that's, that is out there or could be available that makes the most sense to you to bring in to start for the Bears? I mean, you know, there's the pie-in-the-sky names like, Tom Brady, but that's that's not likely to happen. And I don't know how much I think Tom Brady still has on on the bone anyway. But there's there's still some meat there. Where if you say we're we're going to get a guy, if you get Tom, then yeah, that that sounds awesome. There's obviously a financial end of that that the Bears would have to really get figured out because they don't have the cap space to do that. Especially assuming they're planning to keep Mitch. But I think if you like, I I like Teddy Bridgewater. I I like I don't love Nick Foles, but I think for where the Bears are at. It, where the franchise is at, I was me, me and Hub were going through the Ryan Pace drafts, the roster in recent years, and where it sits right now. We spent several hours doing a lot of those things, in addition to talking about the Oscars. But I think the Bears roster—I don't know that it's a—it's a okay quarterback away from the Super Bowl, but it could be. It could be, and I, I think part of that—that that formula will be how Matt Nagy continues to grow 
with his offensive game plan, with the way, and not just game planning going in, but the way that game plan is actually executed, how it's called, how things play out during the game itself. Now the NFL has had time to catch up with him. They obviously did with his system. Now he's got to, in that parry thrust sort of manner, figure out what he actually does to to counterattack what folks are doing to to contain his offense this past season. So Matt Nagy is a huge part of that, regardless of who the quarterback is. If the quarterback is is not Mitch, then there's less adjustments I think he has to make in how he wants to call the game. If it is going to be Mitch or if it is going to be a Marcus Mariota, then those are the types of guys that he needs to drastically adjust, in my estimation, how he calls the game. Because right now, the, the way he calls it is very centered, very focused on the quarterback operating from the pocket to a wide extent of the game plan. And, you know, I've talked about these. I mean, we saw it in the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, where once it got to a point where Kyle Shanahan said, Jimmy, I need to leave you in the pocket consistently here. Then things fell apart for San Francisco's offense. That hadn't been the case for them the bulk of the season. But a Jimmy G level quarterback, I think, can boost the Bears offense quite a bit. But Kyle Shanahan and the way he managed things was part of what allowed Jimmy G to boost it in that way because he didn't count on Jimmy G to be the one boosting it. And we've had that discussion a lot. The Jimmy G comp is an interesting one for Mitch. And it played out on the biggest stage ever where – when you have Garoppolo, you have a guy that was quite honestly good enough to help a team get to where they wanted to go, which was the Super Bowl. But in the moment, in the moment when you had to have quarterback play at the most important point in the game, when you had to have the big throw that was going to give you a chance to win the game, he didn't make it. Now, it's hard to square the circle on Garoppolo because the guy threw for 4,000 yards, had a 2-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio, and a passer rating of 102.0. And he is still coming off an ACL. So if I were a San Francisco fan, I would tell you that there's still the possibility of him getting better. My question is, do you ever see a point where Mitch plays well enough to even get his team there? And is the personnel around him as good? Is the coaching as good as what Kyle Shanahan did for the 49ers to make it so that the quarterback is the least expected to do well? That he can be a part of the winning, but he isn't necessarily the reason why you win. If I had to choose between the guys, I'd take Garoppolo over Mitch if I had to choose their futures I'd take Garoppolo's over Mitch's even though Mitch is a much better athlete than Jimmy it's a great question you're going to hear a lot of stuff over the next couple of weeks about where quarterbacks are going and how it affects the Bears you're going to hear crazy rumors about the Bears and the draft and them trying to get into what is I think a pretty quarterback rich draft and a first round that they don't have any picks in. They have two second round picks, and maybe you can package that to find yourself in the bottom of the first round. Maybe there's some players on your roster that people want that would allow you to jump up and make a a big splash and get a quarterback. I don't know, but it's going to be weird and wild. I'm hoping that we gave you a little bit of clarity on the podcast today on what's possible and what makes sense. Thanks for listening to Loho Daily. Give us five stars. Give us a rating. Write a review. 
Thank you very much for listening.